Hello, welcome to the Brazilian Health Nut Show. Here you will find cutting-edge information provided by the best experts in the world so you can learn how to burn fat for the rest of your life. Bruno da Gama is the Brazilian Health Nut in a mission to solve the problems you have when trying to lose weight forever. He is a nutritional therapy practitioner, a certified personal trainer, and a holistic lifestyle coach by the Czech Institute. Don't forget to say hello and sign up to our free newsletter at www.brazilianhealthnet.com. Let's go. All right, Evan, thank you so much for being here with me today. I really appreciate your time. Can you tell a little bit about your story? How did you go from little even to now the creator of Not Just Paleo website and podcast? <laughs> hey, Bruno, thanks for having me. Yeah, I mean, it basically started back in college. I was a kid who was just increasingly depressed, and I found myself just not really looking forward to much in the world. I mean, I had this gray cloud over my head. I didn't have the, the typical problem that a lot of people have when they go to college where they gain a bunch of weight and that becomes their main issue. I didn't have that issue. Mine was more the mental issue, not the, the physical body type issue. And so I slowly just began jumping into the gym. I wanted to try to use exercise as an antidepressant tool. And I started packing on some muscle and I started to feel better. But I realized that diet had a role in how your brain works and the things that you put in your body directly influence the neurotransmitters, the brain chemicals that are inside of your brain. Now, I didn't know that back then, but I came to discover that and I noticed that when I ate foods that were processed, I felt worse and when I ate vegetables and good quality meats and butter and things like that, I felt better. So that was sort of the first introduction to this idea of using food as medicine and then fast forward a few years the not just paleo podcast came into existence and been on the air for three years now just interviewing other people like yourself just talking about how people can actually get real answers because if you go to your doctor with this problem like oh hey i'm depressed or oh hey i want to lose some weight it's okay well here's this drug that is just going to try to alleviate the symptom but it's never going to get to the root cause And I've always been a person who wants to ask why. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important question that a lot of people have to make. And when you do get to the bottom or the root of your health symptoms, you really understand the whole picture and how everything is connected. The mind and the body are not separate. And what you do to either of those influences the opposite one. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of a little bit of the intro to this whole thing. And then I went to school and got some certifications for nutritional therapy. Just recently uh, went through functional medicine university. So now I'm certified in functional medicine. So just some other accolades that I've picked up along the way that I use to help my clients that I work with around the world. Cool. When you were, you, went, you, you said you went to the gym, did you start just looking for everything on your own or did you have a help of uh, somebody else? Like, uh, did you do some research? How did you go through applying everything? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I had a buddy named Matt who he was an amateur bodybuilder. He was going to all these different bodybuilding competitions and things like that. He was huge. He was an inspiration to me. I'm like, oh gosh, I want to be as big as this guy at the time. Yeah. And so he knew a lot about what he was doing. He had personal trainers and stuff like that. So I basically just copied his exact workouts 
you know, I eventually went and got a personal training certification myself just to make sure that I was confident enough to teach other people how to create fitness programs and stuff like that. But a lot of it relied on what he was doing, which was mostly free weights, you know, dumbbells doing like heavy chest presses and things like that, which anyone listening who wants to burn fat, you know, building muscle is the most important thing you can do to get rid of fat. Mm-hmm. Cool. Your brain's called not just paleo. First of all, can you tell what paleo is so we can have a little back, uh, a little bit of a background on paleo, right? Totally. Yeah. Paleo just stands for paleolithic. This is a period in time back way before the corns and grains and other types of modern industrial foods existed where people were mostly going to eat hunter-gatherer style. All that means is we were going to eat animals that roamed the forest and we were going to pick berries that grew wild and we were going to harvest different things that grew in the ground, whether it was like roots or other types of herbs and things like that that we would use as medicine. So this is just going back in time a little bit because we didn't have heart disease. You know, heart disease wasn't even something that was in the medical textbooks until around the early 1920s in the United States. So this is a relatively new thing. And, you know, even people down where you are, there's still indigenous tribes, which makes me really happy that there are indigenous people, uh, you know, in the Amazon rainforest, for example, where they are generally pretty free from disease, you know, these chronic modern day illnesses. And they don't have suicide. That's just something that they don't do. They don't have all of these mental illnesses that we have in the the Western world and the developed countries, things like that. So if we look back and we see that there's the absence of disease based on a different style of nutrition, then it makes sense that we follow that. So that's the idea behind paleo is just essentially it's a, it's a buzzword to help you understand that you want to eat real food. You want to eat Is there animals. one paleo diet or there is many ones? Because that's oh. something that I listen all the time, you know, oh, I'm following the paleo diet. So what is the paleo diet? Like, are you, because a lot of people say paleo meaning high fat, high protein, a lot of meat, right? But what what's your take on this? Yeah, that's a good question. Really good question, Bruno. Uh, a lot of people think that when they hear paleo that they're going to just have to eat pounds and pounds of steak per day. And that's not true. Typically, what I recommend, my form of paleo, there's there's a thousand forms, basically, just depending on who you are as a person, what type of illness you may have, what type of goals you have in terms of fitness, performance, things like that. But typically, most people are going to do well with about a palm-sized portion of a good quality meat two to three times per day. And with that, you want to have about two to three palm-sized portions of vegetables per day. So whether this is leafy green vegetables, whether this is just some organic broccoli, things like that, that are free from chemicals, you know, that's what you want to do. Obviously, getting good quality water is helpful too. So if you're going to be drinking water, you want it to be good quality water. So that would be spring water or some other type of naturally sourced water. You know, when you get into the reverse osmosis and the super Uh, high filtration systems, it takes a lot of the minerals out. And I've had many clients say, look, Evan, I'm drinking all this water and I never can quench my thirst. Well, that's probably because you've pulled out too many minerals. So that's why drinking a spring water that has minerals naturally in it is the perfect solution to hydrate you. So that's really the basis of, you know, the foundation of what people should be putting in their bodies. Mm -hmm. Got you. And not just paleo. So what else uh, are you covering besides the diet? When I 
when I hear not just paleo, I think, oh, there is much more besides diet. There is exercise, stress, sleep, a lot of other factors, right? Is that the premise behind not just paleo? Yeah, I mean, I called it not just paleo because I would have got bored if I would have just talked about diet all the time, right? So basically, I just gave the the opening for myself and, and my listeners like, look, there's other things that play a key role in how you live your life. I mean, to be honest with you, I would say 90 to 95% of my clients that I work with one-on-one are people that are already following a paleo diet or something similar, whether it's like a bulletproof diet. You know, I'm a fan of Dave, Dave Asprey. He's got a good a good basic framework for what you should put in your body. Either way, all of these people that are following these different diets or these diet templates, they're still struggling. And you can run an adrenal hormone test on them, for example, and you're going to discover that their hormones are wrecked. And that's the true root cause of why they're having weight gain. It's not that they're doing something wrong in their diet. So it's sort of like if you imagine trying to create a puzzle, right? And you only have a couple pieces of this puzzle. No matter how many times you shuffle these different pieces of the puzzle, if you never dig below to the bottom drawer where the other pieces to the puzzle are, if you never go and pull those out, your puzzle is always going to be incomplete and it's never going to make sense. So that's my goal is to, yeah, diet and fitness, cool. That's great. Good job. You know, But let's move on. Let's dig deeper and find some of these other pieces that are really going to fit together and help you get the results that you want. And most of the time, people don't get better until they, to, until they actually capture and discover those other pieces. Mm-hmm. Is there something that, you, that you're seeing a lot of uh, times working with clients, something that is very common? Uh, oh, yeah. The, the puzzles? Yeah, it's always adrenal, adrenal stress. Yeah. So your, your adrenal glands are these walnut-sized glands that sit on top of your kidneys. Everybody knows the, the fight-or-flight response. You know, you're getting chased by that tiger or the deer is out in the middle of the forest and there is a coyote chasing him. He's going to set off an emergency response and release hormones to deal with that stress. And then hopefully when that deer escapes the coyote, he's able to go back to grazing and eating grass and just living the life that he loves. And that's how we're designed too, except everything is a stress for us. You know, our cell phone buzzes. We're always checking our phones. It's such a horrible habit. That's enough to put you into what's called adrenal fatigue in the first place, where basically your body is thinking that it's always getting chased by a tiger, right? This notification sound, oh my God, who just texted me? I have to check it. These type of little actions that we do during the day, skipping meals, driving on the highway, you know, speeding, all of these modern lifestyle things that we do, they wear us out. So basically these adrenal glands get tired or fatigued, hence the name adrenal fatigue. And all this means is that your stress bucket is gone. And now you are going to be set up for chronic disease. You're going to be set up for other types of illness that are pretty serious, you know, if you don't get that under control. And tiring out your adrenal glands is sort of the first pillar that falls before people start to see more and more issues with their health. So it could start as waking up in the morning and not feeling refreshed, and then eventually it could lead to weight gain, and then eventually it could lead to depression and joint pain and things like that. But I would say 9 out of 10 people that I test using a at-home spit test where they spit into little vials and measure their hormones, 9 out of 10 people are in some stage of adrenal fatigue, and 8 out of those 9 are in what's called stage three adrenal fatigue, meaning that you have completely tapped out your gas tank. You were on E 
on your gas tank and you're trying to take a road trip. You know, people have all these obligations in life that they're trying to do. They have a high performing job, et cetera, et cetera. They're entrepreneur, whatever, but there's no fuel in the tank to do it. And they're paralyzed by their, by their lack of hormones. Mm -hmm. Got you. That was an awesome introduction to the main subject today, which is stress. I went to your website and I signed up for the list and I received many gifts. I mean, it's really nice of you. And one of them was the stress book. And I really want to cover with you this subject, particularly today, especially how this can affect the fat loss process, right? Sure. Can you talk a little bit about what really stress is? You already, we already covered a little bit. Can you go a little more into the definition of what stress is, what is not? Yeah, it's a good question. What is stress, right? Everybody thinks, oh, I'm stressed out. What does that mean? Yeah. So there, there, there's so many different forms of stress, right? So there's invisible stressors like air pollution that you can't see. Well, maybe you can see if there's a lot of air pollution. Hopefully you, you don't live somewhere like China where they have to wear masks to walk around and they can't even see the sun because there's so much pollution. That's insane. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that's a, that's a stressor. You know, there's the electromagnetic stress, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and cell phone towers. There's a lot of studies that are slowly coming out now about electromagnetic frequencies and how it reduces melatonin, which is your sleep hormone, but it also fights cancer. So there's going to be a lot of fear about technology in the future that we just don't understand yet. So that's another form of stress. You know, you have emotional stress. If you have relationship problems, that's a stressor. If you are skipping meals, that's a nutritional stressor. If you're exercising not enough, you're just sitting on the couch all the time, that's a stress. Lack of exercise is a stress. Just like CrossFit or Jiu-Jitsu or really high-intensity training that doesn't have adequate rest time in between workouts, that's a stressor too. So you see there's many, many forms that all add up to the same stress bucket. Mm -hmm. Got you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was reading the book and there was like nutritional, emotional, spiritual, physical, all kinds of stress that we don't even realize. What are the biggest nutritional stress that we have? It's Some foods are good for some people and some are not that good. Is that something related to this nutritional stress? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the first part that I've mentioned, you know, skipping meals, that's a big deal just because a lot of people, they're like, oh, I'm just too busy, right? I'm going to skip breakfast. I'm going to start the day. Maybe I'll do like a protein shake, which is better than nothing. But truth, you know, truth be told, it's always better to have real food in your diet. So if you can get two to three solid food meals in per day, you're going to be doing yourself a lot of good in reducing the amount of stress on your body. Obviously, having poor quality food in your life is going to be bad too. So if you're eating food that has chemicals in it, that's obviously going to stress your liver, which has over 500 jobs in the body to do. So if you have liver stress due to the chemicals, then that's going to create an even bigger issue of liver toxicity because now your body is becoming increasingly toxic because it can't get the stuff out. So that's another cause. And obviously corn syrups, wheat, peanuts, soy, these types of foods, they're all inflammatory to the body and they can cause different issues with digestive problems. They can cause people acne and other types of skin issues. So really, you know, sticking with that kind of paleo template we talked about, it's going to be a really good starting place that's easy for people to follow. And I have some of those diet guidelines. I believe I put 
maybe six, maybe 10, I can't remember the number of nutritional guidelines in that stress solutions book that people can get for free, you know, back at the website. Hey guys, what's up? Bruno Gama here, Brazilian Health Net. And let's take a little break from the show because I would like to offer you something. If you go to my website, www.brazilianhealthnut.com and click on the page Burn Fat Forever, you can go ahead and claim your free consultation with me right now, okay? Or you can just send me an email at brazilianhealthnut at gmail.com. So you can start to lose weight and feel healthier right now, okay? So go ahead and claim your free consultation with me and remember that spots are limited, okay? Now let's get back to the show. What about fasting? So you're saying like when somebody is under stress, they should eat more frequently, right? What about yeah. a lot of people nowadays, they are doing intermittent fasting, all that kind of things. Um, like you see a lot of, of those things, right? Yeah, it's a good question. Great question, actually. A lot of people are doing intermittent fasting where they're waking up and then they're compressing all their eating into one small window during the day. Yeah, sure, that's that's helpful. It does have benefits. It's verified that it can help burn fat and things like that. But the truth is so many people are so stressed already that fasting is a stress as well. Mm. So fasting raises your cortisol levels, cortisol being your stress hormone that we've talked about. So when you do get chased by that tiger, cortisol levels go up to deal with that stress. It catabolizes your muscle tissue. So what it does is it takes your, say, your bicep and says, you know what, Bruno, we need to deal with this tiger. We're going to steal this bicep muscle from you. We're going to turn it into active glucose, blood sugar, so that we can run away from this tiger because you don't need that muscle right now. We need sugar. So that's what happens a lot of time. And when people are fasting, they're increasing that catabolism. So that's why most of the time people that have adrenal stress, like I said, I would say 9 out of 10 people listening have adrenal stress. I've only found one person out of maybe 100 clients that did not have adrenal stress. And funny enough, they were actually um, – they worked in a family business. So they spent their, their whole day and their whole life around their family and they had a really strong sense of community and family. So I'm going to believe that that's the cause of why she wasn't completely burnt out like all of my other clients. But back to the original question – most people can do fasting once they get their adrenals in check and then they'll get results from it. But if they just say, oh, I read this article, I'm going to do this thing, you're going to put yourself into a bigger problem and it's going to take you much longer to recover. Yeah, got you. Awesome. Physical stress. A lot of pe people are trying to lose weight. The first thing they do, go to the gym, go work out, running, right? And this also can be a stress in the body. So how, how do you do with the, part, the exercise part of the program? Yeah, so exercise, once again, too much is a bad thing, just like too little is a bad thing. So typically, I start out a lot of people just with a 15-minute walk twice a day. So if you can get up in the morning when the sun first comes up and you can get, get a walk in then, that's going to be great. That's going to help set your circadian rhythm. So all of your hormones that we've discussed, they run on the light cycle, right? They depend on the sun to let them know, should I be producing hormones right now during the daytime? Yes, you should. Should I be producing hormones at night? No, it's dark. See? Oh, okay. We're not going to produce hormones. But when people are obviously on their phones, for example, at nighttime, they throw this whole pattern off. So that's why getting your, your walks in in the daytime and then doing like an evening walk to basically tell your eyes and your brain, look, hey, it's nighttime now. Let's go ahead and stop producing these hormones that keep us awake. Let's start producing melatonin to help us sleep and to help us fight cancer and get rid of the free radicals that we've 
been exposed to during the day, things like that. Mm, cool. A lot of people talk about stress. When we think about stress, right? Oh, I have to pay the bills, fighting with my wife. And that's true. However, like you even said, emotional and spiritual stress also, it's another factor. How, how do you handle with this part of the stress? The spiritual stress. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's a hard one, right? I mean, a lot of people, they may go to religion. You know, they may go to church. Uh-huh. They may just do like some type of ceremony together where they're, I don't know, maybe doing like a drum circle or something like that. You know, there's tons of different ways that people try to find spirituality. You know, something that's been really helpful for me to become more spiritual is just to spend more time out in uh, nature. You know, that's that's huge for me. I find that the birds and the sound of nature is a very spiritual experience that a lot of people don't get because they're in a big city and all you hear are buses and people talking and machines and all of these man-made creations. That doesn't really give you time to rest and digest and allow your brain to open up and allow you to look at your life and say, what is my purpose here? What am I really trying to contribute to this world? And I think a lot of people can really change their life if they just give themselves that spiritual element back in that's going to help free up some creative thought. They're going to say, oh man, you know what? I really don't like this job anymore. I, I realize that I need to to move on. I realize I need to do something else or I need to contribute something else to the world because this isn't working. And I find that adding that spiritual element back in, which for me is nature, it it's changed my life. Yeah. I just got in Brazil three days ago. I was in San Diego and it was a, like a long flight. It was like 24 hours total trip. The first thing I did was just, I just left my luggage here and I went straight to the beach not just to connect to the earth and to swim a little on the ocean. And man, it's like, it's uh, refreshing. It's amazing. Oh, well, I'm jealous of you, Bruno, because right now it's like maybe 50 degrees and it's cloudy and kind of gray and gloomy here in Kentucky. So I wish I was able to, to join you at the beach. That sounds like a blast. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's good to be here. So people are coming to you, and like you said before, nine out of ten have some problem with stress. And let's say they want to lose weight. What's the first thing? How do you start this program? How do you start this conversation with them about losing weight? Yeah, so I mean, I tell them, look, weight loss, sure, that's your goal. Okay, how about we make weight loss a side effect of you getting healthy? I really don't care about what your weight is. Now, obviously, if you're really obese, yeah, that's an issue. But most people, they're like, yeah, I want to lose, you know, 5, 10, maybe 15 pounds, Evan, that's all. I'm like, okay, cool. Here's what I want you to do. You throw away the scale. I don't care what the scale says. It's garbage. Get rid of it. Stop weighing your food. Stop counting calories. That's garbage, okay? Get rid of all of that. Okay, now you're ready. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to test your hormones. We're going to see how imbalanced they are and at what times of the day. Are they imbalanced in the morning where you're putting out too many hormones or are they low to where you're exhausted all the time? And then you have a spike of your hormones at night where you lay down and you can't fall asleep. So that's what we do is we test first because if you don't test, then you've guessed. And I don't like to guess and check with people. So we test it and then we look at it and we say, okay, look, here's your imbalances. So now what we're going to do is we're going to add in some custom supplements at specific times of the day to get these numbers back into the normal rhythm. And then most people find that when they get their hormones imbal- you know, balanced from imbalance to 
too balanced again, that the weight just seems to fall off. And maybe they hit a plateau, so then we start adjusting their diet a little bit, or maybe we add in some more exercise, things like that. But the truth is, if we never get to the root cause of what caused the weight gain in the first place, then we can't fix it by just shuffling those puzzle pieces we talked about earlier, which is just the diet and fitness. Now, a lot of people get results from that, but eventually they hit a point where they can't get any more results. Mm. Okay. So it's very individual. You're seeing just the client as an individual and then you're customizing the program for the, the person. You're not doing, okay, here's is what we do. We just follow this and do it, right? So it's very individual. Yeah. I mean, there is a little bit of cookie cutter, I okay. suppose, to it because all people need the same type of foods, right? Everybody needs food that's free from chemicals, you know? So if you're able to find organic grass-fed beef, you know, that's great. If you're able to get organic vegetables and maybe some organic blueberries where you know there's no chemicals and you know they're high in nutrients, great. Everybody's going to benefit from there. So there is a little bit of, you know, cookie-cutter across-the-board generalizations that people will benefit from. But when it comes to the supplements, you know, that's pretty much case-by-case just depending on how they're feeling and if they have low energy or if they have that high nervous energy, you know, we kind of do some different things based on that. And then their lifestyle, you know, if they have an office job, then they're going to have a little bit of a fitness plan that's different than somebody who say is a construction worker, right? So we're always trying to be as specific as possible just because the cookie cutter approach it has limited success and I want to give people enough success that it's going to keep me in business and it's going to make them a believer in you know, functional medicine. So, mm -hmm. Going back to diet, do you have any particular kind of foods that you always use, like especially for adrenal fatigue? Yeah, I mean that is just going to be getting in some good carbohydrates. So a lot of people, they go very low carb. You know, They demonize a food group and they say carbs are evil. Oh my God, don't eat carbs. Well, the truth is that you can benefit from some carbs if you have adrenal stress. So I try to stick people with their carbohydrates in the evening. So, you know, say you want to do like some good bacon and eggs or maybe a good protein shake with some coconut oil for breakfast. Say you have a good lunch with some vegetables and some good quality meat, you know, a good piece of steak or chicken, things like that with some good fat. So maybe some avocado, some guacamole, and then dinner time, then that's when you can add in something like a purple potato or a sweet potato, and you can put some good butter on there with some pink salt that's going to have some minerals to get back into your diet. Those minerals help support your adrenal glands, but the evening time is best for carbs because it's going to help you sleep a little bit better too. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that's, that's amazing that you're saying I do the same and I do the same with clients and I try to do this, to tell this to my friends and family and it's crazy like every time I talk about this they come to me are you crazy like carb, carbs in the evening gonna make me fat I shouldn't have my carbs in the morning so I can burn it off during the day it, it, why, why do you think there is still this mentality everywhere like you, you talk to people Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's like everything that we do that helps people is the exact opposite of what the mainstream idea is, yeah. which makes it a little bit frustrating. But, you know, you just have to tell them, look, okay, you know, fine. You, you want to think like that? We'll try it out for four to six weeks and see what happens. And if you gain weight, then you can slap me in the face, you know? Tell them something goofy like that. Uh -huh. You'll never get slapped in the face, I promise. <laughs> and, you know, sleep is an incredible fat burner too. So when you do add these carbs in like that, you're going to be – 
getting much better sleep, which is going to help you burn fat. You know, so when you sleep, that actually regulates your hormones. Like for men, especially, you know, your testosterone peaks in the middle of the, in the middle of the night while you're sleeping, which is why a lot of men wake up with, well, you know, what they have in the morning. That's a good thing. Your testosterone is peaking. Good. So a lot of people, they just they're still stuck in the 1980s approach to diet and mainstream media is still touting, look, you have to get 6 to 12 servings of breads and pastas and grains, these good carbohydrates per day, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of it you have to realize goes back to money because a lot of these food industries are very, very dependent on people consuming their goods. So if all of a sudden the entire world just says, look, we don't want bread or pasta or any of these garbage you know, foods that don't have much nutrition in them anymore – we're just going to switch over to meat and vegetables and fruit. Well, a lot of people and a lot of companies are going to lose a lot of jobs and a lot of money. So at a certain point, it does go back to these huge industries, you know, the cereal industry, the grain industry, the corn industry. They're making millions and billions of dollars a year by peddling these products. And they're slowly starting to lose their faith in their system because people are denying their foods. I mean, you look at Coca-Cola, they've tried to add stevia, you know, the natural plant-based sweetener into their soda where they're Mm -hmm. cutting out some of the sugar. So, I mean, when you see these giant corporations making these big changes, you know that we're actually doing really good in terms of awakening the public to eating real food again. And all these big companies are freaking out because they can't keep up with the trends. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I even use a little bit of honey before going to bed sometimes, and that helps a lot with sleep. Which Same is, here. Which is, you know, carbohydrates like sugar or whatever. Yeah, I love a little bit of raw honey. I'll do some chamomile tea, some organic chamomile flower tea, and I'll add a little bit of like maybe a half teaspoon of raw honey in there. Oh, it's so good and comforting. It helps chamomile sleep ha- too. Oh, yeah. I sleep like a rock, <laughs> especially if it's a long day. There's a lot of stuff in my mind. It's like, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to turn the the notch down a little bit on my brain and I'll do a little evening meditation and then do some tea and then go to sleep. Yeah, cool. Supplements, man. How do you handle the supplementation for stress? Do you have a favorite ones? Is it very particular to the stress level? You know, some people are totally crashed. They need different uh, herbs or different supplements from somebody who is just studying on the process of adrenal fatigue, right? It's a great question, yeah. So since I wrote that book, I've actually created my own product that's called Adapt. Now, obviously, am I selling this product and profiting on this product? Yes, I am. But do I take it every single day and do all of my clients take it every single day? Yes, they do because it has a combination of adaptogenic herbs in it. So rhodiola is my favorite because it has a mild antidepressant effect, but it also increases your endurance. So anybody that's just working real hard or even doing physical work, you're going to find that you have an increased ability to deal with that type of stress. It has ashwagandha in it, which is a another herb that is amazing for both sleep and energy. It's kind of a unique herb because it helps you with both, right? It kind of doesn't make sense. How can something give you energy and help you sleep? Well, because it's an adaptogen. Adaptogen just means that it helps your body adapt to stress. So anybody that's living in the modern world, and that would be you listening to this because you have technology to listen to this, you would benefit from adaptogenic herbs. And all of these are combined into one little blend of a capsule that you take throughout the day. And basically what it does is it makes you feel like a warrior. I mean, that's the best way I describe it to my clients is you're going to be building up your stress bucket and you just walk around and you feel so good. It's like, oh my God, just imagine if everybody in the world felt this good. That is how I feel when when I take that product. 
Mm, cool. You talk a little bit about your practice for reducing stress. Can you do you have other options for people who just cannot have ac access to nature? What, what's your favorite? Yeah, I mean, music is very helpful too. You could just go on YouTube or pop open a CD or an MP3 player, whatever you're listening to these days, and just try to find some good music that way. I mean, there's hours and hours. I mean, there's thousands of videos on YouTube that people can look up where there's nature that people have recorded. You can just type in like nature soundtrack and you're going to find some HD videos of waterfalls and birds and things like that. If I'm not able to drive out to the park or because the weather's bad, I'll just turn on a YouTube video and put some headphones on and listen to nature that way. You know, so that's the way that you can sort of hack that. You know, obviously meditation's helpful and if you just want to sit there and just kind of be with your thoughts. That's helpful to reduce stress. Just taking a rest, you know, you can just go lay down. It doesn't have to be anything super complex. You can just go lay on your couch for 10 or 15 minutes and take a little horizontal rest. That's going to be enough to take the load off of your adrenal glands. So making sure that you're taking breaks throughout the day. If you're somebody that's on the computer all day, you know, just shut it down for a little bit, you know, close the lid of your laptop and walk away, go drink some water, do a little bit of stretching, things like that. These are all helpful habits that you can build into your lifestyle. Yeah, those are awesome. My best advice for people that I always talk to them is like, turn it off notification on your cell phone, first of all. Like Facebook, oh, yeah. uh, email, message, all those pop-up things and noise all the time. Oh my God, those are so stressful because you're always looking for the reward. You want to know what it is and then you go check and kind of like you almost lose your life uh, oh, for, for, the, for the technology. It's crazy. Like I see nowadays and people on Facebook and Instagram, it's, it's too much. Sometimes you got to turn it off and just uh, the way I do, I go and have specific times to check email, to check Facebook, to check whatever I have to check. And I go and I respond to everybody and then I just go back you know, to turn it off and leave it. Because if it's there with me, I'm going to be checking. I think yeah, that's also man. very helpful. That's great. That is great advice. I would totally second that advice. I mean, the cell phone thing alone is enough to exhaust you, right? It's like oh, yeah. buzz, buzz. Every time you do that, it's like there's a tiger, there's a tiger, there's a tiger, and you never get a chance to even focus, right? How are you going to be successful if you can't even focus? Yeah. So great advice. Cool. Perception of stress and real stress. I saw a talk, I forgot her name right now, on TED, uh, TED Talk, and she was talking about this topic, you know, like uh, just changing our mind around stress. A lot of things we, we consider stress can be seen as something to make you strong, stronger, right? How do you see that? How do you, because so far we, we're talking about, oh, there is a lot of stress, there is this, it's, everything is stressful. But I think we can turn some things here into a different path, right? Yeah, I mean, you have the option of how you want to feel, right? I mean, there's some people that they get insanely pissed off when they're in traffic on the highway. And then there's other people you'll see and they're just singing and dancing in their car on the highway, right? There's two people in the same exact situation that are having two completely different responses to the situation. So that's always something to keep in mind. If you catch yourself overreacting to a situation you're like man i'm being i'm being a little baby right now just let it go you don't have to let things penetrate your armor and and bug you so much you know it's so easy once you get in the habit of doing it of course of just saying huh okay and you move on it's simple as that yeah what happens is what happens and then we create this story 
of what happened, but that's not real reality. It's crazy. Yep. <laughs> Our mind's crazy. Is there any question about stress that you'd like to cover for people here uh, trying to lose weight and being healthier? I would just tell people, you know, to to choose one thing to take action on today. You know, there's so many different things. I feel like I have a tendency to overwhelm people. I don't know. That could just be my own perception of how much information I present. But, uh, you know, the goal is just pick one thing that you're going to fix today. So whether you're going to change a food, you know, you're going to swap out bread for zucchini or something like that. You know, you're going to do a food swap. Sure. Start there. Maybe you're just going to drink more water today. Maybe you're just going to take a couple more breaks today at work and you're going to go for a walk while you're listening to this podcast. Great. Just pick one thing and get really good at that and then come back and listen again and then take action on something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so with that, if you have to pick one thing, what would that be? If somebody now it's like they're super motivated, they want to go and, and take action, what that one thing would be? To be honest with you, it would be the herbs. The herbs? Yeah, to take the herbs. Now, people can, you know, if they're listening worldwide and they're just looking at their local health food store, look up some of the herbs that I've discussed. You know, rhodiola, ashwagandha are very helpful. Or, I mean, if they just want to pick up the product that I have, they're welcome to get it. It's back at my website. They just go to notjustpaleo.com. They click the store. They can go there. I ship to people around the world. So that's another option. And you don't have to take my herbs. You can mm -hmm. take other people's herbs, but you just want to make sure that they have high quality. I have a professional healthcare company that makes mine. It's not just a random supplement manufacturer. It's somebody who provides uh, supplements for healthcare professionals. So if you are working with someone like myself, you know, uh, whether it's like a functional medicine practitioner or a nutritionist or a health coach, whatever, and they have access to a professional company, you can get their herbs too. But to me, that's the foundation is to have something in your life that is going to build you back up. Now, yes, should you have the diet in place? Absolutely. But when I'm working with people, I assume that their diet is already in check because mm -hmm. they've mostly been following my work for such a long time that they've been doing something like a paleo diet and they're still not getting the results that they want. So that's why I say the herbs because most people need to get that diet in place first. And then once they have that, boom, now they're ready for the things that are really going to take them to the next level. Yeah, supplements, it's very tricky. There is a lot of supplements which is very bad quality. I, I remember listening to a podcast about this guy. He, he's, he really works with some, like, inside the supplementation uh, industry and a lot of uh, fake ones, you know, they change the, the, they keep the label, but they change the ingredients. So you have to know your source when you're getting supplements. Super Absolutely. Important. Yeah. Well, Walgreens and who was it? CVS and Target, a lot of these big companies that sell tons of generic cheap supplements, they actually got sued by, I believe it was the Attorney General in the United States because they found out that some of their top selling supplements, it was things like uh, St. John's wort, which is a common antidepressant herb and, and other types of herbs, they found that they didn't include any of that actual ingredient in their pills and that it was rice flour. Wow. So here you are buying something from what you think is a reputable store and company and it doesn't even have the ingredient in it that it says it does. So yeah, I mean it's a it's a huge deal, which is why I'm trying to well, I'm not trying. Now I, I have. Um, 
I'm getting a whole product line going just because I want to trust, I want to be able to trust what I can put in my body. And it, it's too scary. You know, a lot of people have fear over what they put in their body. So that's why quality is so important to try to reduce that fear. Yeah. It's the same thing, same thing with food. Like there is two kinds of meat. There is two kinds of everything nowadays. Same thing with supplement. We have to know our source. And so what's next for you, man? What are you working on and where people can find you besides not just paleo.com? Yeah, I mean, that's the best place, to be honest. I mean, everything's there. The podcast is there. My free book is there. I have other free guides there. Uh, I'm working on just slowly building up this supplement company here. It's going to be available you know, for the general public, but most of the reason I'm doing this is just to be able to give my clients supplements directly where I don't have to question what they're getting and the quality. So it's it's mainly for my clients, but you know, it will be open source for for the public to get access to. That's kind of my main I guess direction or or main focus right now. Obviously, seeing clients and, and keeping the business up is another goal of mine just to help as many people as possible every year. You know, that's my goal. Uh continue growing the podcast. And then you know, I've started to branch out like I'm doing some YouTube videos now where I'm standing on a whiteboard and, and showing some lectures there. So that's kind of fun, you know, because people want to see that I'm a real person. And, you know, it's easy to it's easy to be a non-genuine person on the internet because you just show people what you want to show. Yeah. But I feel like by going on a video, it's like, look, you're going to see who I am as a person, you know, and you and I got to meet in person. You know, I can't fake who I am like that. So it's cool. cool, man. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I appreciate your expertise and your time, and I talk to you later, brother. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for listening to the Brazilian Health Nut Show. Go to www.brazilianhealthnut.com for much more information about how to burn fat for the rest of your life. Hasta luego.